So there was this little area in my school. And like I said, if you watch the Chicken Nugget book story, the Dragon Girls would sometimes play here. There were these four rocks that would make a circle, and there was a hole in the middle. The rocks were separated from the circle, enough like it was a fireplace. The dragon girls would sit there and pretend it was a fireplace, or they were cooking a potion. There were trees that would give shade, and there was a huge tree where fire ants and sometimes honey lay. And a bench. There were many memories here, and you were easily able to watch the field. So one day at the YMCA, the YMCA has restrictions. The field, out of limits. The place where we find the chicken nugget book, and the rest of that place, and the track, out of limits. We only got to play on the blacktop and the playground. It got pretty boring, but we are still able to come there. One day, me, Red, and I'll give off a fake name, Yumu. Well, maybe, well, it's a bit hard. I might forget these. Aha, Lucy. Me, Red, and Lucy were playing here until we suddenly just, well, Red squealed. Worm! Lucy pushed Red out of the way, making her land into my arms. She stood back up, ignoring the fact. A green worm with a black head, I think maybe a butt, but still, I think it was a black head, was crawling up a tree and he was acting like lunatic. I've heard about these, Lucy said in an excited voice. What are they? Red screamed. They're silkworms. They produce silk. Look! The worm suddenly dropped, but began to float. Red looked up to find a few silkworms in the air, hanging onto leaves. Lucy grabbed them in her fists. Aren't they cute? We can sell these. There was a bit of an area where we would make the wormy campsite. Red got a wormy. She named it Purple. I got a wormy. I named it Dot. Lucy got a wormy and named it Rainbow and treated it like a queen. We began to find more worms, sometimes me getting some, sometimes others. We made these little campsites. We used water nearby to feed and plant some food for the little wormies. It was extreme, it was winter, well, winter was coming, and we needed to store the food that they loved to eat. They're probably going to go into hibernation. Ah! Lucy screamed. She wouldn't, she said. Well, she screamed, yeah, of course she screamed it. But she said that she found a beetle it took one of her worms, she said, as she spied on her other worms, making sure the beetle didn't take any more. He went underground. He's dead. He came back out. You little... Suddenly, Lucy chopped off the beetle's head, allowed its blood to spill and splash all over the silkworms, who had no idea what this creature was. We buried the beetle. Rest in peace, Beetle, Red said. No, he was an idiot. He killed one of my silkworms, and it was a baby. I even named it Pink. 
She wrote in little squiggly lines. Pink. R.I.P. One. Well, from 2019 to one minute. Well, not 2019. I'm sorry. That was, it wasn't very long ago. So, yeah, I'm just saying 2019 because, well, I forgot what year we did it. All I know was we were really young and we were not that close for being second graders. Anyway, I wrote this in my diary, but I didn't write the year or date on it. So, I always had a diary with unknown dates from time to time. I forgot. So, yeah. We had to watch over our silkworms. Red finally built a safe burrow made out of strong sticks that beetles couldn't break or on our insects that would want the silkworms, too. She placed them in the hole. Inside was a little thing that would allow some of the rain, because here there was a lot of rain during the winter, a lot and a little cup to protect it so the worms could have water. She planted some bean sprouts, which she had found, so that the worms could suck on it and eat it, and then some silk or some food of their own. She had a study book with her, so she recorded everything that they would eat or do so that she would understand how to do this. I need to build a luxurious place. Lucy was standing up while all, all of us were sitting down. There was these two trees, one on the left, one on the right, but they were not too close to each other. It looked like a portal because their branches looked like they connected. Red was on the left, I was on the right. Well, no, it's the opposite. Red was on the right, I was on the left. She had already built a little burrow for me. More smaller, because I didn't really have that much worms. I made them their little nests out of moss and fur. And some of the cotton stuff. One of them was sleeping, and I put them in the little burrow. They're gonna need air, I said. That's why I have these. There were these little, little things. And you know how you see those Barbie dolls in these plastic? They're quite powerful plastic, but they're easy to poke holes in, and they look like glass. That's what she used. She made a tiny little door with air holes in it, not even enough to get a bit of rain or beetle in, but still enough for the things to breathe. Plus, we could open it, and we would... It was at the same texture of the branch. We even made more bark with the same holes as the glass to cover it up so that they wouldn't see. Red was making more barriers so that other beetles that were nesting close by and could peek a little hole into there so that nothing could squeeze in and get one of the silkworms. We had already made it strong enough. We had already put rocks around it. And there we actually carved holes into these trees. Little doors, the size about my finger or pinky, and we we digged underground since this burrow was underground, and made lots of barriers before we digged it back up, allowing it to be extra secure. 
Lucy, however, had her little nest in a hole in a tree. Nobody likes to go into that hole because they said there was snakes and stuff, but she had a protective vision or visor that was the same way like ours, but bigger. So people would still think, oh, it's still a hole. And snakes wouldn't be able to get in. Of course, no snakes were there. They lived in the hole, roaming free. They were getting their last breathes. That's what Reese decided. Hold up! We gotta sell these. We can't have all of these. I meant Lucy. Sorry, he kept getting mixed up. There was another girl named Reese who joined us later, but we won't talk about her. So, anyway, back to the point. Reese will be later in the story. Lucy was making sure that all the big worms she couldn't fit in. There was one fat worm with many small worms in a burrow nearby. The door was closed on everyone, and we could hear the thumping from underground. We also made sure that the sticks would stay in place, so not even an old fist or a hammer could break it. We used rocks to do this, and leaves and grass to cover it up so that nobody would suspect it was suspicious. They need to go through training. Give me your silkworms, Lucy demanded. We gave them the silkworms automatically, but I kept my favorite one, Dot, and a few babies in my pocket. We need to do a test. Hand me those over, Paloma. Lucy grabbed the, all the silkworms in my pocket. No! What training are you going to do to them, I said? Exp here. Observe, she said like Larry the Lobster in Spongebob. She got a huge, sharp, pointy rock and a beetle on a string, but she kept the beetle in her pocket. The big, fat worm. The worm was looking at the rock and suddenly, ba-bam, ba-boom, bada-bing, bada-boom, the rock smashes in front of him. Keep going. The worm is scream well probably screaming for its life and trying to go as fast as it can. But bang, but boom! Suddenly she's like predators. She put the rock right in front of it and more faster and faster. The worm was probably squealing until suddenly but a big but a boom like a guillotine she snatches it ahead. <gasps> Red gasped. She fake sobbed. We need to bury it. No. Feed it to the beetles. They'll have more food and they won't attack our worms. But would they crave for more, I said. But my question went unanswered. She did it to more of them. Luckily, the smaller ones were living. The ones who passed the test waited in an area. Like a lobby. This was usually where all the ants were. But it seemed like the silkworms were eating the ants. Huh. I gathered a bunch of dead ants in a cup and put them in there. One of the silkworms, which is still in here, was eating some of them. They were like sugar ants, enough to make them have it a full meal. 
and a few leaves and berries. Anyway. Next, this. None of us knew there was a beetle on the string and many other insects. Cockroaches. Stuff like that. It was already the next day she had brought for testing. So, yeah. Well, she bought the beetle and the other insects on a string the next day. She did the rock thing the other day. We opened our latches that day. Lucy held up the cockroach and the beetle on a string. I'm not so sure about this. We opened our vaults. All the silkworms were okay. Lucy opened hers and gasped. One of them had babies, she squealed. It was already YMCA time, so nobody was here. Rather than the people playing at the blacktop, we could hear the screamings. Go, go, go from the counselor trying to get our favorite team to win. And then the dragon girls that were in the YMCA, playing far away, collecting rocks and sand. The cold breeze made me shiver, and I realized what danger my silkworms were in. Lucy gathered all my silkworms, as well as Red and hers, and put them all in the main lobby where still the ants were running away from the silkworms who were gobbling them down. We closed our latches. The last fat silkworm was up. The beetle on the string was sure enough going to have the best meal in his life. passed the test, but the cockroach test, and many, and yeah, well, he passed the cockroach test by the slightest. The cockroach almost got him. We are, they had already all passed the test by now, luckily. Okay, give them back, Red demanded. No, Lucy squealed. I'ma tell the teacher, Red said, but suddenly, Lucy said, wait. I brought something else so that they could also be safe. Ugh, Red went. I sighed. It was a Friday. We would not see these little guys for about... Yeah. Next, um, the week after next week was Christmas break. I'll check on them. My family's coming here, Red said. We had had our water bottles. We were trying, trying our best to make sure that they would live out the winter. Fire ants kept, well, sugar ants kept coming in from the tiny holes. Well, only one tiny hole. And they were beat, well, the stones we used were covered with ants. And this is where they were getting their food from. Well, mine my burrow. We called Red's burrow, burrow number one. We called my burrow, burrow number three. We called Lucy's burrow, burrow number two. The fat wormy died immediately when, well, Lucy put out a fake bird and jumped him in half, allowing his guts and blood to spill everywhere. As I can say, his blood was green. Aha! We will use this to make dye! No! Red squealed. She did not want her little wormies to have to go through this. From what I recorded, 
15 grown adults from borough number one and borough number three died. Well, three babies. Two from mine and one from Red's. Red had 20 and I had about 15. This wasn't very good. I was collecting more worms, trying to replace the other ones. I could see the wor baby worms that had lost their mothers and fathers were probably just crying in the corner. One of them was attaching on my hand, acting lunatic. His head was moving side to side, quickly, 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 like one second. And his body was to have, like acting like he was having a seizure. I put him in the burrow and shut the door quietly. That's it! She gathered, well, Lucy said, as she gathered more fat worms that were diseased or sicked. Suddenly she smashed them up until they were just a green mush into little cups. Have! It will be medicine and food. We had these little bat, little tic-tac bottles. Or whatever, like, like we were founding smokes bottles. We repainted them to look like it said wormy food. And also goldfish card boxes. We'd use them to stuff the medicine. You keep this in their burrows. Wait, this is cannibalism, I said. I know, Lucy said. Before, she suddenly began to say long sentences that absolutely made no sense to my ears. But to everybody else, yeah. We are going to kill more silkworms. They're, they're going to eat. The silkworms are going to eat their ancestors, and they won't know. By now, Lucy was looking sadistic already. She began to say stuff, but this is all I could remember from it in my diary. We will soon make sure that all the diseased ones will die. No, Red interrupted. We must cure them. See this one? We saw that there was a bit of stitches. I had a needle in my little knapsack and thread. His little organs were popping out because of you, but I saved his life. The worm was cuddling with Red. I took him home tonight because my I have a terrarium in my room. She kept him in a little plastic box that had breathing holes and little plants that he could nom and nom on. There's a bigger terrarium in my room, Red added. You did not let me finish my sentence, Lucy said rudely. I will make sure that every silkworm that fails the test will die. Her little last sentence is echoed around before this happened. Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha ha! She laughed evilly. One of the kids who was just waiting around, and he was new, named Chris, looked at us. <laughs> and I cannot explain the face. He looked like 
Well, he rushed over there with his friend, Ethan. What are you guys doing? He suddenly realized all the slaughtered silkworms on the floor. Uh, Ethan said before he ran off. Can I play basketball? He said loudly. He was trying to get away from the horror. Chris ran too. But. Before he could even sprint to the blacktop. Lucy had always brought fake rainbow chains. Like, you know those ones where they're detachable? You would always use it like whips or jumping ropes. She tied his hands and his legs. Ah! He squealed. But we made sure it was an act. The counselor was looking at us, but we took a thumbs up. And we made Chris act like it was a game. Right now, she was focusing at the kids who knew how to swear, and they were swearing loudly when their team lost. She was trying to figure it out. Huh. This doesn't seem like enough torture for you. She untied him quickly, and tied him to a tree. My tree? What are you doing, this... He screamed, because I can't let you know the secret. We've been selling this little thing known as slime. I was surprised to know that she was actually selling the inwards and outwards of poor silkworms. But I couldn't imagine this happened in... Two days. It was still Friday, and we were going to spend all day outside. The girls have been playing with it. The dragon girls have been eating it, thinking it's edible slime. I gasped, and Red was gagging, but she stopped. Chris's eyes widened with horror. You monster, he said in a soft but angry voice. Lucy growled. You will never be alive. I will sell your slime, she said with a... What do you call? Like those bunny ears, but you're stretching them. Well, she was threatening Chris. Saying that he was gonna, she was gonna make slime out of him if he wouldn't keep the secret. Chris, I could hear, was gagging too. Red had stopped and was trying to act like her silkworms are happy. If the silkworms understood English, they'd be running back into their burrows and screaming at Red to shut the door. Chris's eyes widened every time Lucy said a new secret nobody knew. And now I can't let you free because you'll tell everyone, everyone, and I will lose the profit, Lucy said in an evil voice. Chris was gasping for air. He squealed, and not so loud of squeal. It sounded like a guinea pig. Ethan was trying not to look where Chris was.
I shut the door on my, uh, well. I made sure that my pane could open. So, they got some fresh air still. The Wormies were not bothered to leave the little shelter. It was a wonderful place. We have, you know how you get those little battery lights? Well, like, those battery lights where they have another battery that you connect them, and then they can, like, stay in there for long? I put one of those. I buried the little charger and put it on top of the roof. Look, it was very dim, but still. I could see the light shining from the war in there. The silkworms were having fun. Probably one of them was even reproducing at this time. But now, I must make sure I can set you free without getting in trouble. What a relief! But this did not mean a relief. Chris said what a relief. Literally, no, it wasn't a relief when she said that. She had put on a pocket watch, read gasped, and looked away. Once in kinder- well, once in a few days ago, before we even started this little trend, Reese- well, I bet Lucy, sorry, Reese also had a pocket watch. Well, Lucy hypnotized Red and actually worked. I'm not sure if they were acting, but still. Oh, do you know how many things I could do without you knowing? I could torture you and nobody would know. Lucy said. Lucy was a sadistic child. The reason she knew all these words was once we were using, uh, she got onto a forbidden site that allowed words to be explained in a mature language. And somehow, Lucy knew all these words now. Chris knew this too. His eyes widened more with horror. No, please, don't! He screamed, but nobody heard. The, the only things that could be heard was the dragon girl singing out loud and the kids at the basketball court screaming, Go, Aaron! Go, Aaron! Like in a football field. The chants got louder and louder, and Chris's screams could not be heard as he was shaking his head. This was shaking leaves off the tree, and some of them blew into Lucy's face. I could do this all the time. And I would hypnotize you so you don't remember it. Lucy actually was practicing witchcraft at this time. Well, maybe not witchcraft, but learning to hypnotize people. She had checked out many books from the library of how to do it. And believed it actually worked. She made us have third eyes. And believed that there was another stage after you died. Another stage of spiritual? She was, well, tried to be Buddhist, but decided she needed to wait a bit longer.
As I could say, Lucy held the pocket watch like it was a huge belt or a ball and chain. Chris was whimpering. Are you okay? I said to Red. Red looked like she was going to have a panic attack. No, but thanks for asking, Red said before she breathed in and breathed out over and over again, trying to calm herself down. I saw things. I... I felt like I was losing memories. It was painful, Red said. Yeah, you should have went on that dictionary site, I said, before I went back to caring for my silkworms. Red seemed offended, but she didn't really seem to care. Right now, she was going to witness somebody be mind-erased. Or I could make you my worker. Ahem, Red said, slave. We were learning about the Civil War, and we were learning about the terrible things of slavery. Oh, slave! Lucy corrected herself. No! Chris squealed. The chance of Aaron to win. Aaron was a girl who was extremely athletic and was always participating in bicycle contests. Once, she even broke her arm trying to do one. Aaron! 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 We could hear both sides of the team screaming. Her sneakers squealed, blocking the noises of the dragon girls. <laughs> Chris was whimpering more softer now. Oh, didn't I say I was going to let out all my anger on you? She had already shut the vault door to her silkworm place where all her silkworms would lay. You know what this is? No! Chris gasped. It was dead inwards and outwards of little... Innocent and poor silkworms. Eat it or else. I will make sure it's a pain. Chris chubbed it down. Oh, what a monster you are. Lucy squealed. The chants of Aaron were getting louder and louder. As I said, I don't even know how to say this. This wasn't torture. She only tickled him in a few ticklish spots and allowed him to scream. She poked him in places and ripped off his band-aids that he got from playing soccer too much. Enough! Enough! Oh, so you want to get right away to the hypnotizing? Don't, Red said. It's painful. She began to explain, of the words of the dictionary, how painful it was. I can remember this. It was traumatizing. I just stood there, looking at my silkworms, as they were looking back at me. One of them was just staring to the wall. It's a pain. Pain. Chris was 
refusing to even let out a gasp. He was just panting faster and faster, like, <gasps> like that. I felt like I was losing memories. I wanted to scream. It was painful. You can't move. It's paralyzing. It's dizzy. And you will always feel the need to jump off a bridge. She said morph, but I forgot most of it. Oh, let's do that. No! Chris screamed at his loudest, but the chance of Aaron was blocking his little pleas for help. He was fidgeting around. Stay still. I have to do more. She got the chains out and make them sound like a whip. He. She added one extra layer of chain, not allowing him to move at all. Help! He said. <laughs> he was about to cry, but suddenly. He stopped. His eyes. Widening. His black hair was not even ruffling anymore. Me and Red were watching from our little afar. Follow it, follow it, follow it. Nice, Lucy began to sing. No, I'm forced to do this. Please, please, Chris said as he followed it. Don't follow it, I squealed. But he kept, he suddenly... The loudest squeals echoed around. Suddenly, Chris fell asleep. Lucy ripped off the chains. He fell to the ground. <gasps> oh, no! We must take care of him, Red said. No, we're just going to chain him down. It was barely even three yet. Chris had a soccer practice at six. And so he would be, well, seven, actually. He'd be leaving at 6.30. We had as much time as we needed, well, Lucy needed, to make him her slave. And oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. When he woke up, he was chained to a rock that was like a bed. I'm pain, I'm pain, he squealed. But she hypnotized him once again. By now, he was not knowing what was going on. Every time he accidentally saw the blood, the spills, the horror, the slaughter, he would be hypnotized. And I know this is pretty dark, but anyway, thanks for listening, and please don't have any nightmares tonight.